beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. everyone uh we're here we're in uh we're the three black men and by now you will have heard uh a conversation that we did with Candace Bebo <laughs> about her book Red Lip Theology and we we have some more thoughts we had we had uh some things that we wanted to discuss and I want to kick it to Sam to frame our conversation. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? So uh, I have been digesting this book slowly. Um, and I wanted to talk about some uh, or just one, one of the many quotes that really stood out to me um, for us to discuss today. So one of the things that she said in the book here was, and this was in the chapter on suing God for child support. Um, is uh, being raised in church doesn't necessarily just mean being raised in faith. Uh, and then she goes on to say that many people who were raised in church were actually just taught to be better than those who didn't go, as opposed to actually being changed and being different people, being better people uh, in the world. So I just kind of wanted to frame or, or talk about that a little bit today, as far as like when we think about liberation and we think about um church how the church functions in our community or uh how we would like to see it function um there is a lot <laughs> um i think uh trey i think you could pro probably uh you you like me have also seen both sides like just being a pastor um being a parishioner being you know growing up in church uh and then rob you getting the brunt of of you know people who um may have been treated bad or you know um just you know traumatized by people in church uh so i i wanted i want to open up the floor a little bit and um when you think about the functionality of the church in light of what candace is saying in this quote about um being raised in church but not being raised in faith like how what is that what have you seen that look like and what do you think that should look like uh trade if you don't mind answering that sure i think fundamentally speaking the church operates as a community right and communities often have boundaries and delimiters lines of demarcation this is where we end and they begin and so a lot of times we're brought up in these communities and we're only thinking about what makes us different from the people who are not in this community. And I think that that's often a misguided effort, right? Because yes, the Bible talks about being in this world and not of it and all of these things, but we forget about the very context that these things were being shaped under. And in a society that claims to have Christian values, who is the day that we're talking about? And so the mission of the church has to change from just defining us against the world 
to how are we being transformed and conformed to look more like Jesus? What is Jesus calling our attention to in this season? Is it just a matter of being separated or is it a matter of looking out for whoever the least of these might be <laughs> among us? Where, where do I find that? Right. Um, that's what being brought up in faith would look like. It's where, where is Jesus directing my attention and how do I move there? And unfortunately, if I'm being honest, I don't think a lot of churches are doing that kind of work. I think we're often just passing down the same frameworks of how do we define us against them. Um, and it's not so much in, in a matter of, of having our attention directed by Jesus as it is. This is how someone in this church community or someone in this us ought to look not even act or think. This is how we ought to look. This is what we ought to stand for against them. Yeah. Rob, yeah, I'm sorry. You got thoughts, Rob? Go ahead. My bad. Yeah, no, no, no. You're you're absolutely <laughs> fine, brother. I I I like how you made that um, delineation, uh, Trey. And I think about so many people that I have observed because, again, I did not grow up <laughs> in the institutional church. Uh, <laughs> I um a lot of church uh interactions help shape me right and i'm still black right so i am shaped by the black church even though i did not uh grace the doors of a black church uh growing up um i think a lot of people are taught to articulate the faith aspects of the faith of doctrine uh there's the othering that happens with us versus the world right it's right. me against the world and i i think there's a sadness there because coming from the outside in, uh, I didn't have to memorize those things. I didn't have that that notion of the other. Uh, and often as people grow, they start to see those things erode and crack, right? And I, the work that I do now, I mostly have to deal with the aftermath of people who are cracking, uh, who are asking hard questions that they were never allowed to ask uh don't have a faith that's meaningful and it that really holds them uh tight uh at the end of the road and so i have to help construct things on the the other side and deal with the vitriol and the hatred as you start to poke holes in those cracks <laughs> so yeah i was thinking that go ahead samuel yeah so Trey, and okay, so Trey, you mentioned something when you first started answering. You said you believe that the church functions as a community. Uh, would you say it's like a community within Does a community it? type of like? Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it functions well as a community, but I think so. Okay, maybe in it also sense, depends on how we define community, right? I right. Well, that's, okay, that yeah. was my my but, does it is, is right. A, is to the point question. to the point to the points you were making just now. I was about to say maybe a better word for articulate what I was trying to do would have been the church functions as a club, right? Um, and, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah and that okay. it is um uh, uh, a, a community defined by exclusivity. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's what I was trying to strike at and and communicating that for the fact that a lot of times, like I said, we know that we belong to somewhere. And and in the old church, you say, "Oh, I'm on the roll at such and such. Like this is where I belong." We even like you. You are a member of this institution, and you know the right things to say. But a lot of times, we don't even really interact with our beliefs and how that. Mm. And that's not even exclusive to the black church. Like I had 
of somebody who who was not in a black church, not a black person, wanted to argue with me about whether or not God had ordained the cross or really or just redeemed it. Because I framed it intentionally as God redeemed it, but I specifically said that God did not ordain it. And it was like, oh, and pulled up all the scriptures as to why I was wrong and heretical and everything. And I said, the fact of the matter is, if what you were saying is true, if what you have been led to believe about God is true, then your God is a sadist. Like we cannot walk our way around that. We have to be able to think this through. And when you come up in a church, like, yes, we're taught the things to say and the right things to believe, but a faith is going to let you walk these things out and have the confidence to wrestle with God and be like, wait, if this is true about you, then I have a problem, God, we, we need to tussle this out. And there's a difference between uh, a club where membership, like the, the, these are the parameters mm -hmm. of your membership. This is where we have to do that. And to your point, guys, a community in which there is safety and refuge in being able to walk some of these things out, you know? Yeah, I think, too, a lot of the problem is just how Christianity is viewed. Uh, oftentimes, it gets, uh, I would say, misconstrued as uh, a list of do's and don'ts. Uh, and when it comes to the don'ts, we tend to be very judgmental, uh, not just to the people outside, but even in our own club or community, uh, if you will. And and even also, I would say, like, how we... um how how i've seen evangelism take place it's 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 a whole lot of offering people what they ain't asked for and what they don't want it's a whole lot of insulting um and it, it, there, there's no really presentation of a god that just really wants to love and um make you whole um and i guess he, it, like it, it and it's almost like if you don't if you, if you don't abide by like these rules of what you can do and what you can't do, then you can't be whole outside of this, right? So God is omnipotent. He's all powerful. He can do anything, but work outside of these guidelines. Um, and you get what I'm saying? Right. And 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 I think that in, in and of itself uh, is a big problem. Um, and I think for me over the last uh, few months, uh, especially reading Rabbi Danya's book, um, my view of the faith begin to kind of shift towards um, a more love-centered approach. Um, mm. I remember when we was a kid, man, my mom used to sing this song, love brought me back, love brought me back, love brought me back, because it was love that brought me back. It was not the condemnation. Um, it wasn't um, the shameful characterization of um, flaws or I don't even want to say flaws, but uh, mm. the things that other people thought were wrong with me or that um, I shouldn't be doing that made me turn to Christ. It was mm. love, right? It was uh, honestly what softened my heart even more is this community of three black men that we have, like our brotherhood, um, our Patreon, uh, seeing and, and hearing the vulnerability of the people, of people's real lives, yeah. uh, of people's real stories, uh, much like uh, like how the Bible, these are people's real, real lives, um, that really has affected how my view of the faith has really um, become more love-centered, so I'm not taking that approach yeah to me, you know what i'm saying yeah i th i think uh y'all what is faith for is the, is the thing that's ringing in my mind is what is its purpose what is its role how does it uh, uh sojourn with us uh I, th I think of those things often and i think 
how you answer that um, dictates, are you in this institution? Are you being raised in a political body, a club, uh, exclusive club, or is there something you want to take with you along the way? You know, I think my faith needs to be something I can hold at night. Uh, my faith has to be meaningful to me because I I ask all these questions about the world and about the universe. What happens when I die? How can I wake up tomorrow to go to, to work? And I I think of you know, Candace Bembo and the the questions at, that she's asking in this book as she tries to make meaning of a God uh, who seems to have left her and her mother at, at different points, a God who didn't make sense uh, in relation to her yeah. body, in yeah. relation, to, relation to sexuality. I think of uh, Dr. Yolanda Pierce asking this question of, does God love Black women? Yo, I I need a faith that helps me under like if there is a God, does God love black women? Right, right. And being able to sit with that uh, uh, is meaningful to me. Yeah, even it, it's funny when we talk about coming up in the church, not meaning coming up in faith, because sometimes like even somebody like myself who grew up in the church and then later had to grow in faith, I still find some of that program and pulling at me like sam you mentioned um being yeah. so deeply affected by rabbi uh Daniel's book and i think that's a testimony that all three of us share in that regard but even there part of me like when you talk about how that shapes your faith the club says like wait no that's not allowed to shape your faith because she's not in this club right she's a jewish woman where a faith says wait i have learned more about what wholeness looks like yeah <laughs> i have learned more about yes. the liberation that jesus yeah. has in store for me from this person even if they are not in my club right and it's one of those situations where faith has to be able to wait when jesus says other sheep have i who are not of this fold what did he mean is is it possible that i can be fed uh from places that that are outside of what i understand as my club and as my people is there truth is there is there even truth of god truth of jesus outside of what we would think of as as the people of jesus and and faith has to be the, the evidence of things unseen i've never even thought about it this way I haven't comprehended it this way but i learned more about what freedom in god looks like when i heard repentance and repair taught in this way this brought me a more full understanding than the sometimes hollow explanations of forgiveness and the, the 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 hollow demands of forgiveness that are put on us in the church. I, I learned more about what that looks like when you see the two different sides there, right? And and so yeah. like faith is not a place; it's a journey, and yeah. we don't always not not all of the clubs that we call churches are amenable to people on that journey. Mm, well, y'all, mm, this is a good conversation. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Y'all, <laughs> just a little timid. Hey. <laughs> I talked about a new segment. We're going to talk about uh, what's on the front burner, some some things um, that that uh, we are excited about personally as, as individuals and bringing that and sharing that with y'all. Hey, on the front burner for today's episode, hey, it's Black History Month, you know, all 28 days. 
It's <laughs> black, black, blackity black. And hmm, I want to put before you all a Howard Thurman book resource uh, that is really blessing my soul. It's called Meditations of the Heart. Now, I know I'm late to the game, y'all. I, I love Howard Thurman, but this book is the truth, the meditations, the poems, the reflections. Uh, yeah, get into it. Hey everyone, it's Faith Brooks here. I'm so excited to let you know that my new book, Remember Me Now, A Journey Back to Myself and a Love Letter to Black Women is now available wherever books are sold. So go ahead and get yourself a copy, share it with a friend, and I am just so excited for you to get this book into your hands and I can't wait for all of us to be able to talk about it soon. appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of three black men here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you now earlier i mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men we have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content if you don't want to do that you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on paypal at three black men podcast at gmail.com but we ain't here to tap your pockets Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. <laughs>